everybody. Welcome to Personal Training Unlocked. Again, I'm your host, Matt Mangle. Today's episode, number 17. Topics of today are the ascending versus the descending pyramid scheme for weight training and making progress strength-wise. So with the ascending pyramid, the idea of that is that's what well, you can think of that as the light to heavy system. You begin with increased reps with a lower weight, rest, and then the reps go down a little bit for the next set as we bump the weight up and so on and so forth. So let's say we're using three to five sets. You would do a warm up set of whatever it may be, obviously a reduced weight from what you what you're going to be doing for the first set. So let's say the first set you're going to be doing barbell bench press and you're going to be using 135 and you consider that kind of kind of easy. All right. Uh, so then your warm up might be just the bar focusing on slowly loading those chest muscles as they get stretched on the as the bar gets down to your chest and kind of pushing up a little more forcefully with the bar, getting those fast twitch fibers to fire. And you're doing that for maybe 10 reps for your rest. Take a little rest and then you're going to get into the first set of this ascending pyramid scheme. So again, by using the example of the barbell bench, so then let's say uh, you would go to your 135, you put your 135 on there. Now, obviously remember the Olympic bar typically is 45 pounds. So you're talking 45 pound plates on each side. Uh, and what you're gonna do is you'll, you would do, let's say you're gonna go for 12 reps, right? That's kind of the classic start with the ascending pyramid, 12 to 15 reps. So you do that nice and controlled, obviously, right? Nothing nice, always controlled, right? Don't lose that control. Um, and then after that set, you put that up, you rest about 30 seconds to a minute, put a little bit more weight, maybe a couple tens on uh, or a 10 pound weight on each side. So you're getting around 155. You tackle that second set and you're going for 10 reps. So the weight has increased a little bit and the reps, that 10 reps could feel like 12 or 15 did on the first set. And that's kind of where you would want to be. Then you take a little rest, then you would go and you would add another 10 each side. Right, so now you're dealing with 175. And you might go six to eight for that set. Again, similar feel by the end, that fatigue. Take a little rest again. Next set, maybe you take those two tens off each side and you put a 25 pounder on each side. So now you're at 185 on the barbell bench and maybe you're getting three to six reps. You would take a rest, you take those guys off and you put a 35 on each side. So you're dealing with 205. So you have that on there and maybe you're going to go for what you can three to five reps right and you hit the failure point around three or four that will be the idea of the ascending pyramid uh, when applied to the barbell bench but obviously you could use that with anything uh, if you're doing a leg press or something like that those weight jumps might be a little bit higher in between but light to heavy uh, so you really get deep in those muscle fibers really stimulate and change but with that model Another model would be the descending pyramid, which you don't see as often uh, in gym programming. Typically, the ascending you see in some capacity. Um, going back to uh, Thomas DeLormay and the whole three sets of 10 deal where you is progressive resistance training model where you would start with 50% of your quote-unquote 10 RM, right, your 10 repetition maximum for the first set. Your second set then would be at 75% of that 10 repetition maximum. And then the third set would be at 100% shooting for 10 reps. So that model just kind of extended a little bit was the base of this adjustment into this ascending pyramid model. So they're just kind of taking a step beyond that dealer may model uh, that we talked about in episode 16. So 
Now getting to the descending pyramid, like we said, it's not as commonly seen. Um, it's typically going to be for somebody who is uh, very confident with what they can do in the gym, uh, but also mu muscle-wise and body-wise, their body is, is used to a lot of different things in the, in the gym setting. And they might, you might consider that person to really be skilled as far as having a, a, a longer uh, exercise experience in the gym setting. Um, it's kind of a more of an advanced model, but could be applied to anybody if you feel like you're ready for it. Um, but the, the, I would say the more advanced model would be the descending pyramid. You could, let's say we're using the, uh, the barbell bench or let's go laterally and let, let's talk about dumbbell bench. All right. If you're trying to elicit equal strength gains and, and, and balance out symmetry left side versus right side, uh, or you kind of hit a stalemate with the barbell bench. Sometimes it's good to kind of take a break from that for about four to six weeks and tackle dumbbell bench, really, really, really focus on range of motion, really focus on form, really focus on balancing out left side versus right side, and then coming back to the barbell bench. And sometimes that can help you break that plateau because now you're stronger and more equal strength side, uh, each side, right? Versus the right side trying to dominate the barbell too much. Now you have both sides more even when you come back to the barbell. So this descending pyramid, let's let, let's use the scheme uh, as applied to dumbbell flat bench. Now, with the descending pyramid, you would, and with any exercise, you should have a, at least one warm up set. But with the descending pyramid, I would recommend two warm up sets. Uh, one warm up set. Let's say, let's say your heavy dumbbell bench for three to five ish repetitions. Uh, based upon your previous exercise history, let's say that is 75 pound dumbbells. All right. So using that as a guide for this example, uh, for your warm ups, maybe you're grabbing 20 pound dumbbells. You're lying down on the flat bench. You're settling in the, the, the back, the chest, kind of getting the hip situated, making sure your head is actually on the bench. And then uh, what you're going to do is you're going to come down slow, maybe a three second up three second slowly down, stretching the chest, push that, those weights up three seconds. Use that maybe 15, 20 reps. Just really make sure you're loose, limber. You're starting to get blood flow to those muscles more specifically. And then you take a little rest and then maybe you would grab 25 pound dumbbells, right? So then you're doing with 25 pound dumbbells and you're doing your second warm up set and you're treating it the same way, trying three seconds down, three seconds up. And it uh, really gives you good control, good stretch and good blood flow to those muscles and tendons that you're going to need uh, as you're going to be starting with a heavier weight, right? So we did our two warm-up sets. We take a little breather. Uh, we grab our, our heavier weights. Okay. So we would go and we grab our 75 uh, pound weights, right? 75 pound dumbbells. Now this is a big, big jump, obviously. Uh, and that's why I mentioned it. It's most likely going to be for more of your seasoned veteran in the gym or your, your advanced uh, training in the gym for, for chest. Uh, or any exercise, but we're using chest as a model. So you grab your 75 pound dumbbells, you get set up on the, on the bench there. Maybe you have a spotter uh, with this set, whereas the other one, not so much. Um, or it never hurts to have a spotter nearby anyway, but to start might not be a bad idea to have someone there because like I said, it's a big jump from 25 to 75 pounds uh, per hand. But you kind of get them in hand, you lie back on the flat bench, you get them back and you start to kind of get them going. And, you know, let's say you get, because you're coming at 75 pounds with quote unquote, your first working set, you have more energy than you would if you're hitting it by the end. Right. Um, so that's one benefit of this. Maybe you get six to eight reps, 
right? You get six to eight reps with the 75 pound uh, dumbbells. You kind of put them down on the floor, nice and nice and easy, right? They're gonna make some sound, but you know, control as best you can. Uh, then you would go and you rack those guys. Go grab uh, 65 pound dumbbells. Come back to the bench, put them down, shake it out, take a minute rest. Grab the 65 pound dumbbells, lie on back. Again, have your spotter or buddy nearby. Start that going. And whereas we got six to eight reps on the first set with 75 pounds, maybe the, with the 65 pounders, we get uh, 10 to 12 repetitions, right? So we finish that set, we come out of it, we put the 65 pound weights back, we go get 55 pound dumbbells. We come back, we put them on the floor, shake it out, rest a minute, minute and a half. Maybe as you go along, the rest periods increase a little bit in between sets. We grab those weights up to 55s, we lie on back, we get the reps and we're kind of hitting now that, that 12 to 15 stalemate repetition wise, right? Just because we're deeper in those muscles, muscles are already starting to get a little tired. Uh, but again, our focus is full range of motion because it's, the weight is lightening. Uh, even though we are feeling more fatigued, totally focus on full range of motion and technique. That's the benefit of this. Um, you don't have to speed things up and shorten things up because the weights are getting heavier. They're doing the opposite. So we take advantage of that and really focus on that stretch. Maybe now we're starting to get like, you know, 10, 12 reps, right? Even though it's a lighter weight, we're starting to hit that point of muscle fatigue. We put those weights back. We grab the 45s. We come back, put them down, take a little breather, minute, minute and a half, grab them up. Again, focusing on stretch. We're still hitting maybe 12 to 15 as that range, fatigue. And then if you wanted to, you can go back to uh, one set with the 25s and just kind of burn it out where you just do as many as you can. Maybe you get 20, right? But that also gets deep in those fibers and stimulates change. So there's ascending pyramid scheme and there's a descending pyramid scheme. Um, both are great. Uh, what they found through various studies using these models is the fact that they actually both work, right? So um, there are some benefits to one and the other depending upon where you are in your fitness, but both groups that they tested and, and they did this study were able to complete their lifting assignments and they progressed similarly. Both improved their strength with equivalent uh, efficacy. So the, they both made similar enough gains. So resistance training, what we found from this is resistance training needs to be progressive in the sense of it has to have a direction uh, of challenge and purpose on the musculoskeletal system and the central nervous system, right? Um, you can increase fatigue via reps of the muscle and stimulate change. And you can also increase fatigue via uh, decreased reps, right? Depending upon, you know, starting with heavier weight. So we need the challenge to stimulate increased motor unit recruitment to those areas. Uh, just kind of going back to something I might've referenced in episode one or two. Uh, you get stronger initially by activating all the motor unit that innervate that particular muscle area. Uh, you might realize that when you first start exercising, uh, it's hard to move one area separate from another or target the shoulder blade squeeze with a row without including the traps or the low back in the beginning. As you train two, three weeks out, the body patterns better, and now you're able to move the shoulder blades further back in retraction without having the upper trapezius muscle elevate the shoulder blades or without having the activation of the low back. Um, so as your body gets more refined with the patterning for the movements, that's more activation of the motor unit recruitment, uh, motor units from the brain to that particular area. 
it's optimization of that flow and that signaling. So you can increase motor unit recruitment to these areas with either one of these training schemes, the ascending pyramid or the descending pyramid. And I was in, with that, you increase the muscle fiber and the individual myofibrils, the muscle, the smaller muscle fibers that make up the big muscle unit. Um, you make them increase in size, right? Hypertrophy. Uh, they have more contractility and so on and can put out more power. Uh, you can also increase um, your, like we talked about, your power and strength output, right? And the overall efficiency of doing things by stimulating change and keeping those muscles um, optimally strengthened, right? So the ascending pyramid and the descending pyramid. Any questions on this stuff? As always, please reach out at ptunlocked at gmail.com. That's ptunlocked at gmail.com. You can follow, please. Uh, at, uh, the more the merrier, and feel free to you know DM me or, or send me a message uh, and, and tag wh whatever you need. I'm here for you, but ask me questions. Uh, but follow on uh, at at uh, PT Unlocked on Twitter, at PT Unlocked on Instagram. PersonalTrainingUnlocked.com has a tiered Patreon system to be more individual and specific to what you need and give you unique bonus features based on tier you choose. So that's a way to connect with me and involve some training with me or suggestions and adaptations and analysis from me, but also include bonus content. So check that out. And uh, please hit the subscribe button on YouTube. Uh, we're trying to, we have a, a backlog of videos that we got to start getting on there, but um, follow us on YouTube, follow us on Twitter, follow us on Instagram, and please uh, share uh, mention us to a coworker, family member, colleague, friend, spouse. Let's get this thing rolling. And uh, as always, hey, keep on lifting, and we'll catch you next time on Personal Training Unlocked.